You're listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. You've got tough questions. We'll try to give you easy answers. Now, here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Welcome back to another episode of Theology for the Rest of Us. I'm your host, Kenny Ortiz, coming at you from beautiful Orlando, Florida. Thank you so much uh, for listening today. Really excited about today's topic. It's a really important one. And so before we dive right in, I just want to say a big thank you to all of the support. And I know for those of you who have listened to many episodes, you've you've heard me say this a bunch of times, and I feel like I sound like a broken record and maybe even kind of sounds trite, but I just want you to know I mean this wholeheartedly. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for the reviews. Like I mean this wholeheartedly. The the, the Twitter retweets, the the Facebook shares, the comments, the emails. I have just experienced an onslaught of love and support and appreciation from from lots of people, uh, people that I've known for a long time, friends of mine, as well as new people that I've just corresponded with. You know, people who found the podcast and I didn't know, but you know, and now are our fans and are subscribers to the podcast and have supported me. So big thank you to everyone. Thank you a ton. That's it. I just wanted to say that. I just wanted to start off the show by saying thank you and wanted you to know that I really mean it. So uh, let's dive into the content today. Really excited about today's episode. We have an interview uh, with a great pastor from Texas, Tori Mayo. We actually had him on our other podcast, the Plant Better Podcast. And uh, he's got some really great thoughts on why the church is important. You know, I've had conversations with people that have said, you know, I love Jesus and I'm spiritual, maybe religious, or maybe even they call themselves a Christian, but they're not really plugged into a local church or they're not plugged into relationships with other Christians in a really, you know, uh, inspiring gospel centric way. And so I've got people that say they believe in God, but maybe they don't really value church. And, uh, and you know, Tori really kind of talks about that and why it's important to be a part of a, a local church. And so Tori's going to dive into that. Uh, quick reminder, we did do an episode. Our previous episode was episode 39, uh, and I answered the question, why do we attend church on Sundays? So I want to encourage you, if you have not listened to that episode, at some point, go back and listen to that, because uh, in that episode, I kind of unpack some of the similar concepts that, that Tori's going to hit on, and it'd be valuable to kind of hear both perspectives. So I want to encourage you to do that. So anyway, that's it. Without further ado, enjoy this episode, uh, this interview with Tori Mayo. So we are here today with Tori Mayo. He is a lead pastor at The Well in Austin, Texas. Him and I were corresponding back and forth. He's got a great topic that he's going to share with us today. So, Tori, thank you for being here today. How are you feeling today, man? I'm feeling great, man. Thanks for having me on. I, I really appreciate it. Uh, just for our audience to know, Tori's got a bunch of stuff going on in his life today, and we rearranged the calendar uh, the schedule, but man, Tori, I really appreciate your commitment to just, you know, not canceling and, and investing in the uh-huh. audience. So thank you. No, definitely, man. It's encouraged to be on. Uh, so Tori, as we were corresponding, you know, I asked you about, you know, I asked you a question, kind of what are some of the things maybe as a pastor, uh, questions you get asked by your people and kind of theological topics that, that come up and, and you seem passionate about a particular topic that I get asked about actually quite frequently from a lot of people. Um, and that is, why is the local church important? You know, I've had people come up to me and say, you know, I love Jesus, but I don't really want to be, I'm not really into uh, organized religion, or I love Jesus, but I'm not really into going to church. Um, and and, I, and I, I guess you probably have some really good response to that. So you tell me in our audience, why do you believe the local church is important? Yeah, so this is a, 
one of those questions that I feel like I can answer for <laughs> seven hours. Um, I feel like there's just a lot of uh, biblical, practical, um, just sort of like personal development, discipleship uh, responses to like why the local church is important. Um, and I think that it's something that really gets attacked in our culture. If I'm to be honest, I actually feel like this is actually one of the biggest issues in uh, American Christendom right now is the lack of value or the lack of importance in the local church. Uh, you think about, you know, when you come to Christ, like you get a lot of uh, soteriological or, you know, studies of salvation, like practical things. Like we know how to argue Calvinism and Arminianism before we know how to argue what is a local church or why is the local church important. And when you look in scripture, there's so much in scripture about the local church and so little about some of the other things that we know about. Not that those things are bad. Those are awesome, deeply needed things. But I just think that, you know, if you were to ask the the common Christian, hey, what makes up a local church? Uh, They wouldn't even be able to answer that question. Yet it's so central to our faith. And so um, I think that kind of starting off there, hey, we have a, a general uh, uh, ignorance uh, about the local church um, is a good place to start to help us realize, hey, we may need to know a little bit more about this since it's so central uh, to our faith. Matter of fact, almost every letter we read is written to a local church uh, or to groups of churches uh, throughout the New Testament. And, um, you know, it, it's just, yeah, very important to our faith. So <clears throat> I think that there are kind of uh, uh, kind of three big overarching reasons why I feel like the local church is important. Um, one of them is just for our own personal edification. Um, I think the local church is, is God's means by which to uh, build us up. And so you look at, you know, verses like uh, Hebrews 10, uh, 25 and 26, it tells us uh, not to neglect meeting together as is the habit of some, but to meet together uh, all the more as we see the day drawing near and to spur each other on, uh, that text says. And, and so in order to you know, spur each other on, we need to be meeting together. Hebrews 3.13, in my opinion, says it even stronger. Um, it's a little bit paraphrased. I don't have my Bible in front of me, but um, you know, it says that uh, uh, do not neglect meeting with one another so that none of you will become hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Yeah. If you kind of reverse that uh, and say it in a more American way, we can say you will be hardened by sin if you neglect meeting together. Like right. that's what that text is saying. And so for our own sanctification, for our own strain from sin, um, like the local church is where we find a lot of that edification happening. We're able to sit under the word, which is a commanded biblical thing. We're able to uh, participate in communion, which is a, a biblical commanded thing. We are able to, uh, uh, be served by other people's gifts, which is a, a biblical commanded thing. You know, we're able to submit to leaders and in our submission to leaders, we actually learn how to submit to Christ and the process. And so that's a biblical commanded thing. And so just for our own personal growth, like when you look at it from a self perspective, there are so many things that happen in the local church that, you know, pieces of it may happen at other places. Like, like you can find an accountability partner, just getting together with another Christian, but do you have the same level of con- accountability that uh, the, the, the church uh, holistically carries? Probably not. Um, are they going to hold you to that same level? Um, probably not. And so 
Um, I think for your own <clears throat> edification. I think secondly, uh, and and maybe even a bigger way is that God's army does not enlist privates, right? Like He gave us spiritual gifts not to be selfish with, but rather to use those gifts to edify the body as a whole. And so, you know, First Peter four, First Corinthians twelve, uh, all these verses. Like, man, if I have a gift, you know, Ephesians four of say uh, preaching, well, I need to edify the rest of the body with that gift, and and I can meet up with one person or or you know a couple people here and there and use that gift, but it would be better served to reach the whole body. And God's means by doing that is through the local church. We see all throughout the New Testament, yeah. and so God didn't give us gifts to be greedy with, right? Like like we need to. If you serve, man, I, I need to be served by you. If if you're hospitable, I, I would love of your hospitality if you if you have even what we would call more the charismatic gifts healing or or if you're an intercessor or if you're you know administrative whatever it may be all of these gifts were given not just for our own selfish gratification but rather that we would pour ourselves out for the sake of others and reflect Christ in our pouring out for others you know um, and so i think that man how do we utilize these gifts without being a part of a local church, at least to the, the level that it seems like God wants us to to utilize them throughout the New Testament? And so um, I think that's huge. The, the third kind of big piece that I would say is, man, it's a commandment. Like, I feel like throughout the, the New Testament, it's a commandment by God. Um, the idea of being a Christian without being in a local church is a very foreign concept in the New Testament. Um, you just don't see that, you know. And so you may see some individual people for a moment because they're amongst an unreached people group. But literally what happens is that they go and they start churches, right? Whether it's meeting in their house or or maybe even slightly bigger churches we even see. Um, there's an importance in that, you know, all of the one another's in the New Testament. You hear different numbers thrown around, uh, the, the the word or the, the Greek phrase that translates one another is used a hundred times. Uh, I believe it's in 94 verses. Uh, when you break it all down, there's probably about 59 different one another's. And and without doubt, wow. some of some of those do not have to be practiced in the local church. Like I, I can love you without you being in my local church, and vice versa, right? And we're called to love one another. However, so many of those, when you look at them and you think, how do I follow this biblical uh, commandment and principle? It is carried out best in the local church. And a lot of them can actually only be uh, committed in the local church for, I mean, even things like, you know, uh, 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 obey your leaders. Uh, how do we do that if we're not under somebody? Right, <laughs> you know? right. Um, now, the scary thing is so for a lot of people, we hear that and we go, ah, that, that seems self-serving for the pastor. Of course, the pastor would say this. Hebrews 13, 17, you know, obey your leaders, submit to them, for they keep and watch over your souls as ones who will have to give an account. Okay, so the actual emphasis is on the pastor. You're going to have to go give an account for every single person in your church. <laughs> and so you need to be doing this lovingly. First Peter 5, uh, not under compulsion, not, not for selfish gain, but um, you need to be sacrificing. But even that, how do we submit to our leaders without being in a local church? And then at the same time, how can the pastors know people if there's no actual you know, uh, church membership is the 
word we tend to use. But, you know, if somebody's in my church one week, another church another week, another church another week, then they don't go to church for three months, then they come back. I don't know them. How am I supposed to keep watch over their souls, as Scripture commands me as a leader to do? And so you see, you know, kind of like loose one another's. That actually doesn't say submit to one another per se. But you even see these biblical commands. It's like, how do you follow these without being in a local church or something like church discipline. Um, in my right mind, like today, as I am thinking, I would long for somebody who is godly, who loves me, for the elders of a church, for a church body as a whole, to discipline me if I fall into serious sin. Because I know that through that, that is one of the, the, the means by which God restores me as a whole, you know? And so when I'm in my, my right mind, I go, man, I want church discipline, right? Like, I want right. somebody to hold me accountable. Man, if, if I get caught, uh, whatever, uh, cheating on my wife in a couple of months, like, I want to be removed from the pulpit. I want the elders to sit me down. And if I'm unrepentant, I want them to kick me out because I, I, I want to lose the joy of what it means to be in fellowship with others so that as my flesh gets tormented, like Paul said in Timothy, right? As my flesh gets tormented, I realize that I'm losing and I in turn repent and therefore am saved from that sin. And so it's like, how, how do we do that if there's no local body to commit to or submit to? You know, I, I can't practice church membership on the random guy that I hear who cheated on his wife. I'm sorry, church discipline uh, on the random guy that I hear right. has cheated on his wife because I don't know him. I'm not keeping watch over his soul and, and he will likely be missing out on key pieces. And so anyway, you go through scripture, man, it's just like there's just so much where we deeply, deeply need the local church. And really the biggest thing is we need each other. Like I can't, I do this Christian walk alone. I need other brothers and sisters. And while just kind of kicking it with other Christians is good and it's godly and it's helpful, there's no better way to practice that than in the midst of a local church where we love, care for one another, are on the same mission together, are serving um, collectively to build up the greater body of Christ. And so, yeah, I just, I think this is a, a far undervalued topic. And it's something that people in our generation really struggle with because there are some prominent uh, men and women who are saying the church doesn't really matter that much. And right. I, I just don't. That's just a lie from Satan, man. That's a lie from Satan because that's against Scripture. And we know Scripture is God's authoritative word and true for us. And so, yeah, church membership is important. Church, church attendance, being a part of a local church is just unbelievably valuable. Man, Tori, you've given some really great insight, lo- you know, insights. I love those three things. Uh, and I think about my own life, like the, particularly the areas and times in my life when I've fallen into sin and I've needed, I've needed elders and people in my life to come and say, dude, th- this is wrong. And if, if I had not been deeply plugged into a local church in relationships with people who knew me well, who were, who were not afraid to, to, to discipline me appropriately, man, mm-hmm. I, I would have suffered, the sin would have gotten greater. Like, you know, in the moment it hurts. I don't, you know, no one likes being disciplined. Um, <laughs> but, but I look upon that, I look back on that season of my life and some of the moments in my life where that's happened. And I think, man, thank God for a local body of believers that were willing to just to actually be the church to me. Um, mm-hmm. So really, really valuable. Now, uh, run out of time, but I just got, you know, I got to ask you because I know there's probably someone listening to this. Um, and, I, and I've had conversations with people that have said, yeah, you know, may, maybe they agree with you. They, you know, the local church is great, you know, but 
but they've been hurt by the church in some way. You know, they were in a church mm-hmm. and there was some form of spiritual abuse or someone hurt their feelings or something happened where they had a falling out and now they just feel bitter or they feel, uh, you know, tainted in some way or jaded. Um, what might you say to someone in, that's in those shoes? Yeah, that's, that's a great question, man. That's, gosh, that's so hard because, I mean, really, I, I don't think there's anything that grieves me more as a pastor of a local church than to hear that. I hear that at minimum once a week from somebody new wow. that comes in, you know, and it's like, man, it's just, and you hear these stories of, like you said, abuse and um, physically, spiritually, emotionally, people saying crazy things. And um, to that, I would say, you know, there's serious pain there and there is honest reason for hesitation because anything that has as much power as the local church does could also yield very, very negative results, you know? And so you think about like marriage, maybe let's pretend that somebody got married and they found out that the spouse was, you know, uh, abusive and as the marriage went on, really, really bad things happened and uh, maybe they split apart for some reason. We wouldn't say marriage is bad. We would say that marriage was bad because of the abuse, the, the uh, you know, not taking care of, of that other spouse. They right. weren't doing what scripture commanded them to do. That really, really stinks. And we know that that would honestly maybe taint some view of marriage. However, we can look at tons of other marriages and go, ah, but marriage is so good. There's there's so much value in it. There's so much beauty in it. There's so much gospel seen through marriage, you know? And I think the same thing is true with the local church. So for somebody that's her, I would say, man, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, you know? Um, be really careful, you know? Make sure that it's a solid church. Make sure the church believes in scripture. Make sure that the, the elders are submitting to other elders and other leaders in the church. Make sure that they're, they're open with, with their own struggles and their own shortcomings. Make sure they're actually preaching and teaching the word, not just tickling ears or saying things for self-gain. Uh, make sure that they are submitting to Scripture. And if they do that, I think that there will be uh, a lot of health in that church, though no church is perfect until we become the true church, which doesn't happen until the end of Revelation, when Jesus comes back. And makes all things right. So even in great churches, there's going to be the possibility of some hurt, uh, some distrust, some misconduct even. And to that, it's like, man, praise the Lord for grace. But we also have to give grace too, because sometimes I think we get hurt because there was something bad done to us, but then we become unforgiving. And scripture makes it clear, we don't want to hold bitterness in our heart. Um, that only hurts us in the long run. So, but I, I don't undermine that at all. I think it's a very serious, hard thing to go through. And I think, man, maybe, you know, just try again. It's kind of like I got burned by a girl in high school and I didn't date for three years, but I needed to at some point cause I needed to get, I wanted to get married. <laughs> right. And at some point I started opening myself back up to that again, which meant I could be opening myself up to hurt again. Um, but praise the Lord. I found my wife. I think in the same way, man, open yourself back up to uh, the local church again, and hopefully you'll find what scripture paints out the local church's purpose and, and the beauty that it's supposed to be. That's really great. Great analogy. Great thoughts. Uh, Tori, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, really, really thankful. If uh, you know, Just quick question. Any resources that you would recommend for anyone out there who's just wanting to study more about the importance of the local church or kind of engaging in, in some of these uh, topics, uh, any books, blogs, or anything you would recommend? 
Yeah, that's great. Um, I would say uh, there's a couple of books that I found somewhat helpful. We even uh, have our people read one of them. One of them's uh, Church Membership uh, by uh, uh, Jonathan Lehman. Um, it's a really short book. I think it's like 90 pages long, so uh, it's, it's an easy read, but it just kind of talks about the importance. What does it mean to be a member of a local church? Um, uh, there's another one. Uh, it's called like Healthy Church Membership or, or Producing Healthy Church Membership uh, by Taya Biddy. Um, and I think that that one uh, is a good one too. And then, yeah, besides that, I mean, there's a lot of books here and there. Joshua Harris wrote a book on church membership. Uh, there's a lot of blogs by, I think, a lot of like, like Gospel Coalition very frequently uh, will release a, a, a blog on the importance of church um, or the importance of membership or, or what pastors should be doing. So I think following somebody like that is always just, they every day they produce something that's phenomenal. So <laughs> even if it's not a church membership, there's something going on good there. So yeah. I will, uh, we will make sure that the links to all of those books are on our website in the show notes at theologyfortherestofus.com. Tori, if there's someone listening to this that wants to connect with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, so um, once again, my name is Tori Mayo or Toriano Mayo, um, pastor of the Church at the Well uh, in Austin, Texas. You can email me at T, as in Tom Mayo, as in what you put on your sandwich, uh, at thewellaustin.com. Um, and then from there, you know, we can connect. You can also just hop on thewellaustin.com under the leadership page. You'll see me in my Twitter and Facebook, and all that is connected to that too. Great. And we'll make sure that's linked up to uh, the show notes on our website for this episode as well. Tori, thank, thank you again for, for uh, stopping you know, your time and rearranging your schedule to, to invest in the audience. I really, really appreciate it. No, thank you, brother, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. And that's it, my interview with Tori Mayo, lead pastor of The Well in Austin, Texas. Man, I loved talking to Tori. Uh, after the interview, I got a chance to talk to him with you know um, offline for, for several minutes and just love some of the things he's doing at his church and his heart for, for shepherding people well, his heart for really building disciples within the local church context. Man, just really cool stuff. And so, uh, Tori, you know, I know you're listening to this, so thank you again. I just want to encourage all the listeners uh, regardless of what your walk of life is and regardless of what you've experienced, just want to say I want to highly encourage you to get plugged in to a local church. Get plugged in to relationships with other Christians in such a way that you will be inspired to live for Jesus and love him more. That's that's the goal. That's the hope. And if you have any questions that you think Tory can answer, feel free to reach out to him. You know, I know he's the kind of guy, the kind of pastor that would definitely take time out to have a conversation with you and connect with you, uh, you know, if you're if you are wrestling through, you know, how you should plug into the local church, particularly if you're someone that maybe has been hurt by some church experience. I know that Tori would love to connect with you and kind of help you through the process of finding a new community of believers, a new church that you can plug into in a you know emotionally and spiritually healthy way. So connect with him if you you know if you'd like to do that. If you're listening to this and you have not yet subscribed, but you like what you hear and you want to make sure that every episode gets delivered directly to your device, the best way to ensure that is to subscribe. So go ahead over to whatever uh, podcasting app you are familiar with, whether it be the the iPhone podcast app on iTunes or Stitcher or TuneIn Radio or some other app. Go ahead over to that. 
search for Theology for the Rest of Us, hit the subscribe button, and every episode will come right to you. Thanks again for listening to the Theology for the Rest of Us podcast. I sure hope this episode has been helpful and encouraging to you. If you have a question about this episode or any episode, or if you have a topic that you'd like to have addressed on the podcast, please shoot me an email. Hey Ortiz at theologyfortherestofus.com. If you'd like to connect with me personally, the best way to do that is on Twitter. You can find me at Kenneth Ortiz. That's K-E-N-N-E-T-H-O-R-T-I-Z. Our intro and outro theme music has been I'm Shipping Up to Boston by the Dropkick Murphys. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us. <laughs>